Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Ah, uh, We love sharing the stories of what God is doing in the world, and we get to share a story today. God is working among Muslims in Central Asia. We have a Muslim background believer in Jesus from Central Asia with us. His name is PJ. He's a pastor. He's reaching out to Muslims. He's got a church there, and we get to hear his story today. Take us back to growing up as a Muslim in Central Asia. What was that like? There's a some countries in Central Asia, like five countries, let's say, are used to be part of the Soviet Union. When the Soviet Union fell, we got kind of independence. The people like start feeling some freedom, you know, yep. and the religion's freedom as well. Soviet Union become weak back in 1989 and 90s, you know, yep. and the people were starting to study an Arabic language slowly, slowly. There was a group of teachers who started just to teach the kids with Arabic language. Coming back to the uh, to the yeah. Islamic faith. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of, kind of was training them how to start reading the Quran and those things. And I was uh, seven years old, and I remember I also went to get some classes uh, of Arabic language because I really want to uh, be able to read Quran, to make prayers. So I just want to be like... You want to be a good Muslim? Yeah. If, if you will not, you're not a good Muslim. But I, I really want to be a good Muslim. It wasn't successful for me because right after I started taking some classes, there's a civil war start. And when the civil war starts, the country divided into two parts, you know. Government coalition really wants to make our country more democratic country. Another part of the group, they really want to make it Islamic country. In the result, there was a big, big, big war, and uh, many people escaped country, and some of them went to the neighbor country. So uh, our family also did go to escape from the war to neighbor country. When the Civil War started, you, your family fled to a different place. Yes, for got sure. It. Otherwise, my family would got killed. So you escaped to a different place, settled there, and your, your family is Muslim. Yes. And so what happens? After some time, we find out that it's not so fun to be uh, uh, refugees. Mm -hmm. So uh, my father, he returned to the country himself, but he didn't go to the place where we used to live. He settled in the capital city because the situation in the capital city was not really so bad by that time. And he started working at a school because my father... Well, the teachers, after some time, our family joined him when he settled in the city. Okay, so, so you came back to the country that you were in? Yes. Okay, yeah. and then what happened? The life was not the same as it was before. But my father and mom, they used to work at the school, and my father was teaching there. My mom also was teaching there. My father, one day in his school... The group of the people came, and this group is a very interesting group of people. They were showing the Jesus film, mm. yeah, and this group was from Campus Crusade, and they gave to my father a big Bible. My father, by the way, still kept this book in his home, so mm. uh, he still read that book. Mm. So many years now, but he still has this book. He was reading with my mom. 
he called my mom. I said, hey, listen, I, today I met very strange people and they gave me a book with the old stories from our prophets, mm. beginning from the Adam, like Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, David, Solomon, and Jesus. And they was really, really interested in reading this book. So they was reading hours and hours mm. this book. And my mom was reading this book to us as a, like a storybook every night. PJ, what was one of your favorite stories from the Bible? I remember my favorite story was uh, Joseph's life. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? So it was so cool. Yeah, this is how uh, our family first time in contact with the Christians. Yeah. So when did they actually say, we're going to leave Islam behind and we're going to follow Jesus? You know, after some time, they came back to my father and they said, uh, would you be agree to translate a brochure for us? These, these were the crew people, Campus Crusade. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they said, there's a brochure by name, like a four spiritual law. I don't mm -hmm. know if people remember the oh, law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But... My father was the one who translated it into the, in my language. Yes. So my father was very good and fluent in different languages. So he did translate this book, this brochure for them. After he finished this work, I think something happened in his life mm. because the God's spirit, the word of God is really touched his heart. And then those people who asked my father to translate, they said, uh, would you be able to teach some foreigners a language? He started teaching the missionaries. So he became a teacher for them, and he started teaching them our language. There was three families. One family was uh, from America, and one family was from Canada, and another family was from Germany. My father, I think, he started to work close with them and spending hours and hours with them by teaching them a language. The missionaries, they've been sharing with my father the good news. So he came to faith and then did your mom just... I'm not sure when they accept Christ, but I have found my father and my mom acting like the missionaries act. <laughs> they was reading with them, they was praying, and there wasn't any more saying anything which was connected to Islam religious. Mm. And there was just look different. They yeah. would treat each other differently. You know, when you lost everything, it is really sometimes destroys personality, mm. you know. And my father, I haven't seen my father smiling since that time even, you know, mm -hmm. for a long time. But I have seen that since he started meeting with the the people, like these people, I call them good people, mm. his life started changing, really. I mean, he started smiling again. Mm. He was kind to us, and we were spending some time. He started talking to us. Normally, in my culture, father doesn't spend or doesn't talk to kids a lot, you know. Mm. It's like always like very serious. The only time when they talk to you as your father when you do something wrong, and they need to punish you. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. But my father was different. I mean, he was talking to us a lot. And I have seen that these people influence him a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, when I see my father and my mom happy, wow, I think it must be something good that mm. happened in their life that all the things happening now. I love that you refer to the 
the Christians, the missionaries, as the good people. That was your perspective. They came in and good things started happening. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you know, when they came to my country, they were so humble, you mm-hmm. know, but just all the time smiling. Mm-hmm. They will look so happy. They make, I think, people happy around too because whenever with whom they met, they become a different. And I said, oh, this is, must be a very good people who know how to make people happy. Our friend PJ, he's a Muslim background believer in Jesus in Central Asia. He's a pastor there. But he had to come to know Jesus himself. And I, I love how the crew missionaries reached out to his parents who were teachers in the university. And, you know, they saw a difference in these missionaries, number one. But then when his parents accepted Jesus, you know, PJ and his siblings, they could see the difference in their parents. And that should be our story today. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're going today, I don't know if you're getting ready to head off to school or you're heading off to work or what your day's plans are. But as people bump into you today, they should be like, wow, something's different there. That That is a good human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are they responding mm-hmm. to what's going on in the world the way that they are? Why are they so at peace? Why are they so happy? Yeah, that someone would say, hey, why are you at peace? Mm-hmm. Where do you get your joy? Why are you upbeat? Or I know what you're going through, and yet you seem to be planted right now. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, a, a deep settledness. And what an opportunity to just share who Jesus is to us in that moment. And just, you know, I'm not talking about laying out the six hinges of the gospel and going full bore, right, but right, just right. saying. Yep. Gosh, I got to be honest with you. I think it's Jesus in me yeah. that you're seeing. Yeah, it's Jesus at work in my life. And I I remember, you know, when I went to Starbucks some months ago and I ended up not having to pay for one of my bagels. They missed it. And I went back up and I said, hey, I didn't pay for this bagel and I want to pay for it. And they were like shocked. You know, nobody's ever done that before. And I said in that moment, it's because of my, it's because of Jesus that I'm doing this. Yeah. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Yeah. All right. So PJ, we're going to continue his story coming up in 15 minutes. Going to share how, you know, watching his parents be transformed, how he then crossed the line into the kingdom. How did then, you know, Jesus become real to you? You obviously saw it in your parents, and I can relate with your story because my parents came alive to Jesus when I was just a boy, and I saw it in them, and I wanted what they had. And it sounds like that's what happened for you. But what was going on in your heart, and when did you finally, you know, just say, I love Jesus? (laughs) When I was looking at this good people, you know, I really want to be happy too, hmm. you know. And one day, I asked my Sunday school teacher. This uh, was in your house too. In my house too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, uh, her name is Terry. And I said, Terry, I really want to be happy. I really want to be like you. How can I? How can I do that? How can I be happy and be like you? Like just to feel this happiness. And he said, you know, we are happy because God is in our life and it's Jesus who makes people happy. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, how can I meet Jesus? And she said, okay, if you will pray and invite him to your heart, he will come. And I said, oh, I'm ready. 
let's pray. So she guided me to the Lord. So I was like 13 years when I first time. 13 years old. Yeah, 13 years old when I first time prayed. I remember it was so cool. Oh, Lord Jesus, come to my life and I repent for all things that I have done before. And uh, God, I know that you love me. That's why you gave your son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So after the praying, she said, now that Jesus is in your heart, in your life. And since that time, I am with Jesus. And it's so cool. It's so <laughs> it nice. So cool. Did you know he was there? I feel it. Yeah. I feel it, you know, when when you are praying and especially when you are a child, you have big faith, you know, like mm-hmm. this is so unique feeling mm-hmm. and unique joy that you can experience every day. Yeah, yeah. So many good things happen in my life, you know, but the moment when you're accepting Christ is something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I have seen how my kids was born when the first time I heard that you become a father, you know. It's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy about the things. But when I become a son of God, yeah. it's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was born myself. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's this moment when you can see how you get born. You know, it is, it's very unique. Mm. You can see it on your face when you talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what he means to you. That's beautiful. Jesus is good. So he that's why. Good. PJ, our buddy is with us, with me, you, and Shauna. He's a Muslim background believer in Jesus in Central Asia, and he's a pastor. He's a pastor of pastors. He's leading many Muslims to Jesus, and we just love sharing these stories of how God is working in the world. Man, don't don't give in to fear. Don't give in to despair or cynicism, because Jesus is on the throne And he's on the move and nothing can stop the growth of his kingdom. And I think that oftentimes, too, we think that, you know, when somebody else is settled into a different belief system that, well, they've already decided what they believe. But we're talking about Muslim background believers Mm -hmm. falling in love with and coming to know Jesus. Yep. There's, you know, those who have other faiths are seeking truth. Mm -hmm. They long to know what is true. Yeah. And we get to be the messengers. Yeah. And that's the important part of it is, is that, you know, we would be willing to be a part of that and, and we need people to go. And so maybe, maybe the Lord's touching your heart that you could do like those crew missionaries, you know, many years ago who went and connected with PJ's parents at the university where they were teaching and began sharing the gospel with them. And, you know, that's on your heart. We can help you get there. Just text us, 800-968-8930, 800-968-8930. But at the very least, pray for more and more Muslims to come to know Jesus, especially there in Central Asia. I know that you are, uh, you're a pastor of a church, and all the people in your church are Muslim background believers in Jesus. That's awesome. Do you, do you know this word, awesome? It's an American word. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, more one of my favorite words. Yeah. Yeah. The Americans like words like cool, super, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, great. Have you ever said dude? Called somebody? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like it was like you're literally from the West Coast where it dude. came from. I did. Dude. <laughs> I love that. So tell me about one of the Muslims who came to faith in Jesus 
who's now in your church. How did that happen for them? So I have an assistant pastor. Okay. He is a great guy. And I remember when I met him for the first time, we had by that time running the small group from the church, and he came for the first time very like a strong in Islam faith. I think it was God's work to bring him to this kind of place because normally Muslim people wouldn't join any kind of Christian groups. But So this was uh, like a church building he came to? No, 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 no. It was in the small groups in a home. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So when he came for the first time, he had a lot of questions. and But one thing that really surprised him that all the people who was talking with him about Christ it wasn't the Russians, it wasn't Americans or someone else. It was my people and the same language group people, you know. Then we we had some worship time. The Word of God was shared on that moment. And afterwards, we spent some time together and make a friendship. And we met often together beside the church and beside these groups and somewhere else. And I was sharing a lot, a lot of Word with him. He was hungry. He was hungry, hungry, plus he really had a question that Islam wouldn't answer to his questions. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the very common questions, I'm asking them often, you, you pray five times, right? So you're doing a lot of good stuff. So where will you go if you die right now? They cannot answer. Only gods know. Mm-hmm. But we know God is full of mercy and love. So how do you understand this mercy? How do you experiencing this love? You know, can you tell me? They cannot answer this question. And this is the problem. This is the problem that they are facing in their life. So our work as Christians, because we know, right? You know that there's God, holy, and there's the human, sinful human nature, you know, and there's the Jesus through whom you can get saved because when you believe in Jesus— through Jesus Christ, you got salvation and forgiveness from your sins. This is a grace. It has nothing to do with your, you don't need to do anything else except uh, believing in Jesus and the grace that saves you from your sin. So this really touched his heart and this explained him a lot of things. And the same thing, how can I have this relationship with God? So I guide him in the prayer. We pray together. It was back in 2002, 2002, 2003, yeah. Now he's uh, married and the father of three wonderful kids, and his kids almost the same age like my kids. Mm. Yeah, this is is how God changed his life. And he's your assistant pastor. Yeah, 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 one of the best that I ever met. Wow. We have PJ in the house. He is from Central Asia. He's a Muslim background believer in Jesus. He's a pastor, and he has got countless stories of leading Muslims to Jesus in his home country. PJ, we don't get tired of hearing what God is up to and what he's doing, so thank you for sharing with us about your assistant pastor. Do you have any other stories? There's another crazy guy. His name is Morgan. Okay, tell us about Morgan. Come on. (laughs) Morgan is a very funny guy, and he is... (laughs) He loves Jesus Christ. Grew up as a Muslim. As a Muslim, absolutely. You know, 
he was practicing Islam a lot in his life and even more. He could really condemn people. You're not a good religious person. You will go to the hell. And when he met first time a Christian group, it, it wasn't me, but he met other Christian group and he was just fighting with them, you know, mm -hmm. debating yeah. and sometimes go to a fight, <laughs> uh -oh. you know, okay. physical fight. You will all go to the hell. But the group of the people whom he met, they were praying for him all the time, all the time. And now he is now one of the person who kept this passion. He is the one who shares gospels back in his village. And he's the one who guide all his family, like father, mom, and brothers into the Christ. He's going to be one of the youngest theologists. Theologians. Yeah. Yeah, and that's he, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now working on his master's degree. And very soon he's going to accomplish this. And then he's going to work on PhD. And he has a dream to open a Christian seminary somewhere in my country. Morgan reminds me of Saul becoming Paul and just, you know, the things that yeah. that could get us into all kinds of trouble or that maybe did get us into all kinds of trouble before we met Jesus. He changes us and makes us brand new, but he uses those very things to bring other people to Christ. That's absolutely about him. He, he don't care about anything, you know. I mean, he's crazy about Christ, you mm -hmm. know. So he'll share Jesus with people who want to listen and also with people who don't want to listen. Yeah, and he used every opportunity. He just do that, and it's it's so cool, I think. God is working in Central Asia among Muslims. Central Asia has many different Muslim people groups, and PJ is a Muslim background believer in Jesus. He's a pastor of pastors. He's seeing Muslims come to Christ. It's so exciting, and, you know, it, Morgan's story is so cool because, as you mentioned, uh, Shauna, that— you know, he had this passion. He was like this Saul before he came to faith, you know, very militant about Islam. And Jesus changed his heart, but his personality didn't change. Mm -hmm. The color of his eyes didn't change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I do know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I've been reading this book by John Mark Homer, you know, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And in there, he talks about asking the question, not just asking the question, what would Jesus do? But like, what would Jesus do if he were me? Mm. So if he had my personality, mm -hmm. if he had that kind of, you know, the kind of gumption that Morgan had before he met Jesus was the same kind of gumption that was used for God's honor and glory after he met Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's happening as, as God is raising up new believers all around the world from many different, you know, religious backgrounds. And God is, is working so mightily in the Muslim world. And so this is not a day to be fearful. There's so much fear and so much wringing of hands. This is a great day to be alive. Yeah, there are a lot of problems, but problems, we need to look at problems as opportunities. Your mission today, kill them with kindness. That's what PJ does. PJ is a Muslim background believer in Muslim Central Asia, and he's a pastor, and he's a pastor of pastors. He's discipling a lot of leaders who are bringing Muslims to Jesus. PJ is leading a lot of Muslims to Jesus. But because he's in an Islamic country, the police keep an eye on him, and the security people keep an eye on him, and, and they call him. They call him up and, you know, ask him to come in for questioning. And so, PJ, tell us what that looks like. Normally what I'm doing when they are calling me, I try to do two things. 
first I'm talking to them on the phone and I'm saying, okay, what do you want from me? Exactly. Do you want to arrest me? Do you want to? No, no. We just want to talk to you. Okay. If you just want to talk to me, why don't we meet somewhere, not in your department, but somewhere where we can have a lunch? And why are they calling you? Because they have a lot of questions. I think mostly about the activities that the church is doing. Does it have to do with you're Christian and these people are Islamic? Of course. You know, they know everything about everyone almost. Mostly they are not happy with what the church is doing secretly, you know. Maybe uh, strike a little fear in your heart, you know. They want you to feel intimidated. This is also one of the work of the security policemen. They try to put a fear. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a world system, controlling people by fear, mm. you know. We've seen a lot of that. Uh, like all, all the time, mm. whenever you go. This is the nature, like sinful nature of, I think, everyone to control with the fear. Mm-hmm. But God is the only one who controls with love, you know. But I'm trying to make a friend. I'm trying to make a friendship with them. I'm trying to reach out them and bring them to Christ, to get to know the Christ, you know. Uh, trying to not meet with them at the the office because once you go there, the first what they do, they take off all your mobile phone. Take your phone. Take your phone. You have no access to hmm. any kind of contact with your relatives. And secondly, they try to ask a different question and a question that is not really connected to the issue why they really invited you mm. to get something new information out of you. So that's why I rather to be with them somewhere out of the office. So when you are inviting them for lunch, you take an advantage over the situation, you know. And mostly, I don't know why, but they accept these things. Okay, Maybe- so I bet it's your buying. You're buying lunch. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. Sometimes, just this also happened that they pay for lunch too. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, but most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. And I know that my people like to eat. Our so, people like to eat too. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you eat with them, they're more relaxed mm-hmm. and they're more open to listen. It's so cool. Has any security person accepted Jesus? Oh, many of them. Oh, wow. Many of them. Well, check this out. God is moving among Muslims in Central Asia, and we have living proof here this morning because PJ is with us. PJ is a Muslim background believer from Central Asia, a Muslim background believer in Jesus. He's a pastor, and he's leading many Muslims to Jesus, and he does get pushback because he lives in an Islamic country, and often the police will call him and want him to come in and interrogate him, but instead PJ asks them to go out for lunch, and he has led many of these security people to Jesus who are from Muslim background as well. And so we have a specific story of that right now. There was one man, I will, I will not tell his name, but he used to work at the security police department. He was in charge for Christian organizations, just watch over them. Mm-hmm. And he was attending church for a couple of years. We know about it. And first, he is start attending once a month. And after that, every second week he was in this church. And after some time, maybe after a year, we have seen him 
every week coming to the church, but the strange thing was happening to him. After Santa, we have seen him singing a song with us and listening to the sermons until the end. And we seen that when we pray, he also prays. Hmm. And then he confessed that he signed out from the department. He accepted Christ and he was attending a church like actively, a Christian, full Christian. He was coming for over the year. Then there was a car accident and he passed away. Hmm. So he actually resigned from spying on Christians. Yeah. I think he couldn't last anymore to work in the place and at the same time be a Christian. Mm-hmm. We're talking with PJ, who's a Muslim background believer in Jesus in Central Asia. And it's just, it's so awesome to see God at work. I know that when the Soviet Union fell, I had a chance to go with a group of people to Moscow and we would go into the communities outside of Moscow and, and share the gospel in in cooperation with one of the churches there. And we had the same bus driver every single day. And then one day we had a different bus driver and he also had a friend who was with him, a quote unquote friend. And they watched us very, very closely that mm-hmm. day. And so it was, it was really the security there, you know, the Soviet union had fell, but you know, the KGB I think was, was still sort of in operation in some form. So I had that experience as well. But here's this guy who's coming to their church, and here's the gospel, and and comes to know Jesus. That's just who Jesus is. That's just what he does. Yep. What is God doing among Muslims in Central Asia? God is working. Hmm. And every day. And the evidence of this is the people that is changing, committing their life to the Christ. And, you know, the truth about Christ is like a sun. You cannot hide it. Mm-hmm. And it's good. And I think nothing can stop God working mm-hmm. and it will be continued. We have a lot of people who are so afraid in America of what is happening with America, but there's so much fear. And what we need is this courage that you're you're sharing with us and this belief that nothing can stop the gospel. I mean, that's, that is very true. You know, I think when the churches all around the world, you know, it's not about us. It's not our kingdom. Right. We're not building our mm-hmm. kingdom. It's about God. It's about God's kingdom. And we are just blessed to know about the things and we are just blessed that God is using us to expanding his kingdom, to be his servant, and to serve him all around the world. And God is in control. God is good. That's God a good word. Good. That is a great word. Thanks for listening to Barry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.